You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Hi, folks. Welcome back. We're going to get into, I'm going to need the, probably the whole segment to break down just a, a minute and a half of uh, John Stewart's really pathetic attempt to take on Tucker Carlson, of all people. Not aiming after the, the powerful and the corrupt anymore. Just his old enemy, Tucker Carlson. We'll do that in the next segment. Before we do that, I want to show where this, where this rivalry really took off. It's a John Stewart versus Tucker Carlson throwback. Clip number 10. This is Tucker Carlson. Having uh, when he was on CNN at at a show called Crossfire, whereas he and another host, who represented the left and right sides of arguments and would debate them, which was a, which I guess John Stewart thinks was a bad thing because um, there were two sides being portrayed instead of one. And this was an interesting this was an interesting time back then. Let, let's go to clip number ten. Do a little throwback before we revisit the rivalry. In its modern manifestation, here is Tucker Carlson on Crossfire with John Stewart as guest. I think you're a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. Let me ask you. Let yeah. me ask you a question on the news. Now this is theater. I mean, it's it's it is, obvious. No, no, it How old are you? Thirty-five. And you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do. I do. So, I do. so this is. No, no, I know, I know. So you're right. Let me just go. No, come on. And come listen, on. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you're That's... not. You're not a smart guy because those are not easy to tie. But the They're thing difficult. is that. This, you're doing theater when you should be doing debate, which would be great. Do do no, it's, it's, it's not, not honest. What you do is not honest. What you do is partisan hackery. And I'll, and I'll tell you, you why I, I know You on your show, and you sniff his throne, and you're accusing us of partisan hackery? Absolutely. You've got to be kidding me. You're on, on CNN. And say. My, the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, I'm just saying, there's no reason for you, when you have this marvelous opportunity not to be the guy's butt boy, to go ahead and be his butt boy. Yes, that no, is embarrassing. I was absolutely his butt boy. I was so far, you would not believe what he ate two weeks ago. You know, the interesting thing that I have is, you have a responsibility to the public discourse. And you, you fail miserably, school, I think. You need to go to one. The, the thing that I want to say is, when you have people on for just knee-jerk, reactionary talk... Wait, I thought you were going to be funny. Come on, be funny. No, no, I'm not going to be your monkey. Um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I watch your show every day, and it kills me. I can tell you a lot. It's it. so, oh, it's so painful to watch. Um, you know, because we need what you do. This is such a great opportunity you have here to actually get politicians really John off of their marketing anyway? and strategy. Yeah, it's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't. What's it like to have dinner with you? It must I'm be just... excruciating. Do you like lecture people like this? Or do you come over to their house and sit and lecture them and you know, they're not doing the right thing, that they're missing their opportunities, evading their responsibilities? If I think they are. Look, I wouldn't want to eat with you, man. That's horrible. I know, and you won't. But the thing we I want to get to... We did promise naked pictures of the Supreme Yeah, we did. No. Let's get to those. Why can't, in this book, why can't we just talk? Book. Please, I beg of you guys. I please. think you watch too much Crossfire. We're going to take a quick no, break. No, 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 no. No, no, hold please. on. We've got, we've got commercials. Please. Next. Please John stop. Stewart in the rapid fire. Please Hopefully stop. Hopefully he'll be here. We hope. We think. Three months later, Crossfire was canceled and Tuck Carlson was fired. It was one of those situations where I remember when that aired, watching it, it's just one of those things where you, the f first time I watched it, you know, it's, 
young. I was maybe still in high school, maybe college. But you think like, yeah, John Stewart really showed those, but those partisan hacks who are trying to use divide and conquer these corporate spokespeople. And you grow up a little, and then you watch it again. You're like, oh, John Stewart is a jackass. <laughs> what a jackass. What an insincere jackass. I'm just a funny man. I'm just, I don't have a responsibility. I'm not a political influence. No, a puppet show, you know, leads into my show. I'm on Comedy Central, so I'm just a clown. But then he gets all serious. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be funny? He's like, I'm not your monkey. Really? Because you just called yourself a clown. Which is it, John Stewart? The dishonesty just oozes from this guy and uh he still has a, a grudge against tucker he dedicated an entire show to him yesterday we'll break down a, a snippet of that on the other side stay with us unless you've been living under a rock you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation for your joints your bones your blood your organs your mind everything well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. The media's watchdog and America's voice. You're on the American Journal. All right, folks, welcome back. It's the American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. It's John Stewart. He's got a bee in his bonnet about old Tucker Carlson. Dedicated basically an entire show to him yesterday. The entire Twitter feed, there's like four different videos, each one attacking C Tucker Carlson for something else. And it wasn't, it wasn't funny this time. Last week, I did a response to Jon Stewart's, uh, you know, participation in The Daily Show. And I had to admit it was very funny. I mean, everything that he was saying was, was very well-crafted. Very funny on the face of it. It was imbued, of course, filled and, and overflowing with subtle leftist influence, but it was still funny. Yeah, the show on Monday, this last Monday, not actually that funny. Something very hate-filled about it made it just not funny at all. So we'll go to this clip. It's about a minute and a half, and we are going to have to break it down in very fine detail because the amount of deception that is that is jam-packed into this we are we are in a high pressure situation in this clip the sheer volume of of rhetorical devices being deployed all at once so john stewart was very mad that tucker carlson went to moscow he was very dismissive of the fact that tucker carlson got a exclusive interview with a prominent world leader that is currently at war with America by proxy. John Stewart takes aim at Tucker Carlson. 
takes aim, but missed, I think. And we'll, we'll break this down here piece by piece. But let's just go ahead and watch the whole thing first. Clip number 11. Here's Jon Stewart on Tucker Carlson in Moscow. Right. Because the difference between our urinal caked chaotic subways and your candelabra beautiful subways is the literal price of freedom. But the goal that Carlson and his ilk are pushing is that there's really no difference between our systems. In fact, theirs might be a little bit better. The question is, why? Why is Tucker doing this? Here's why. It's because the old civilizational battle was communism versus capitalism. That's what drove the world since World War II. Russia was the enemy then. But now they think the battle is woke versus unwoke. And in that fight, Putin is an ally to the right. He's their friend. Unfortunately, he is also a brutal and ruthless dictator. So now they have to make Americans a little more comfortable with that. I mean, liberty is nice, but have you seen Russia's shopping carts? <laughs> and Tucker would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling assassins. In a statement to The New York Times, Carlson said, quote, it is horrifying what happened to Navalny. The whole thing is barbaric and awful. No decent person would defend it. Correct. No decent person would. Okay, and he didn't. Like, what does he think he's... Pro so you'll notice that in that minute and a half clip, there was uh, approximately one laugh, and it uh, wasn't really to a joke. There's a new phenomenon in comedy. It's agreement laughter. It's where you laugh because somebody says something you agree with, not because what they said was funny or subverted expectations, as every joke in the history of humankind has, has had to do. So where do, where do you even begin with this? Let's we'll go through it again and, and just really break down what exactly John Stewart's trying to say here. So let's start the clip over and we'll pause it this time and respond to what he's saying. So let's start with him talking about. So, of course, he's talking about Tucker fawning over the beautiful subways in Russia, which are beautiful, honestly. Uh, and, and I don't know if you've ever been into a subway uh, here in America but if you're listening to me, maybe not because you survived. You're here. You're alive. So maybe you haven't been into a subway in America. But let's go now to uh, John Stewart once again. We'll, we'll pause it this time and respond. Right. Because the difference between our urinal caked chaotic subways and your candelabra beautiful subways is the literal price of freedom. But the goal that Carlson and his Moving on there. Okay, hold on. Let's pause it there. Yeah, moving on there. I have the feeling that when they wrote that script, there was a pause for cheering right after that as if this was – because that's the – hey, this is the price of freedom. People are like, yeah, freedom. That's right. That's right. Our subways suck because of freedom. Now, a couple things about this. One, it's just – Utterly dishonest for uh, John Stewart to act like he hasn't spent his entire career lamenting the uh, American public transportation system. If this was Germany, if this was Poland, if this was UK, if this was anywhere other than Russia, John Stewart would be doing what Tucker Carlson is doing, but to a more flagrant and and uh, subservient way right he'd be walking around showing how beautiful and clean and nice it is and comparing it to america and showing how much we suck because he because he doesn't actually believe what he's saying he just wants to frame what tucker carlson is doing as somehow uh serving russia when in reality our subway systems are terrible and 
let me ask you, if you can't go into the subway without the threat of being robbed or mugged or raped or assaulted, if you don't want to go in the subway because it literally smells like urine and makes you feel sick, if the trains just aren't running and you go to catch a train and none of them show up, uh, I mean, are you free? If you're not free to go out in public without the threat of violence, are you free? Are, are, are you free to go to a corner store at 2 a.m. To, to get something for an emergency without being accosted by a criminal? Are you really free? If you actually have nice infrastructure that the citizens can enjoy and take advantage of and it's paid for their, by their tax dollars, are you free? If your tax dollars are stolen from you in huge amounts and then don't even go towards services that you would ever use and are actually given away wholesale to illegal immigrants, are you not at least in part a slave? What, what is freeing about having dirty, disgusting subways? What aspect of that is intrinsic with freedom? Absolutely nothing. It makes us less free when can't get around because the infrastructure is breaking down or when criminals run the streets. And if you try to stop them, you'll be the one arrested like Daniel Perry or Daniel Penny in New York. Are, are you really free when a psychopath, mental ill murderer is assaulting people on the subway? But if you put them in a headlock, you're then thrown in jail. I mean, what is this freedom that you speak of, John Stewart? It's just this flip it, you know, it's just this like sort of offhanded talking point. I mean, what he is doing is Bush era propaganda of freedom ain't free, buddy. Which is odd for Jon Stewart to do, but he has no principles. He has only wiles. He has only conniving. Urine cake subways are just the cost of freedom. A great point, John. You should put that on a shirt. This is absurd. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous. And again, if it was any other European city, Jon Stewart would be salivating over their subway system and talking about what a, a brilliant thing it is. Now, America is evil because we don't have a subway system like this. But let's continue into his next wrong talking points, shall we? Is that there's really no difference between our systems. In fact, theirs might be a little bit better. The question is, why? Why is Tucker doing this? Here's why. I, hold on, hold on. I can answer. I can answer. He says their system's not very different than ours. Theirs actually might be better. Why would he say that? Maybe because it's true. Maybe people say things because they're true, John Stewart. Maybe not everybody is constantly manipulating their words and their thoughts and what they produce to try to achieve some goal other than just telling the truth about what's going on. Maybe Tucker Carlson is saying the things that he's saying because they're his observations, honestly. But we don't get that. We, we don't get that uh, courtesy as conservatives. We can't just believe things because they're true. And it's a projection, right? These people don't believe anything, really, and everything they say is to fulfill some other purpose. They don't just say things that are true because the truth is anathema to their every belief. The truth is a, a poison to the entire body of their politics. So 
they never say things that are true for the sake of them being true. Everything has to be couched in some alternative ulterior motive. But we just say things that are true and want things that are good. So when we say we want to stop illegal immigration, it's because we want to stop illegal immigration. To them, it's like, no, it's the Republicans playing on what they know to be the racist base, and they're playing on that to get power. It's like, no, maybe we just actually believe the things we say. That's an impossible thing to understand for somebody who never says anything that they believe and always is couching their statements in this doublespeak deception. What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to get? What goal am I trying to reach? And so what do I have to say to get that? Tucker Carlson says, I went to Russia and it was nice and lovely and seems very similar to America in a lot of ways, but seems to actually function a little bit better. And John Stewart's like, why? Why is he saying that? What ulterior motive does he have for saying what is true? You don't need an ulterior motive, John. This is what you don't understand because you don't deal with truth. You deal with persuasion and manipulation and deception. So that's the answer as to why he's actually telling the truth because it's true. Hope I cleared that up. So let's go back uh, to, to John Stewart here and uh, see where else he goes with this. Old civilizational battle was communism versus capitalism. That what drove the world. That what drove the world. World War II. Russia was the enemy then. But now they think the battle is woke versus unwoke. All right, let, we, we can go ahead and pause it right there. Why is Russia our enemy, John Stewart? If the old divide was capitalism versus communism, and they're not communism, they're not communistic anymore. Why do you hate them so much? What is what is the divide now if it's not woke versus unwoke, as you put it? What is the divide we have with Russia? What is so bad about them? What is what do they do to their citizens that we don't do to ours? To in many ways, an even greater degree. When you compare the number of people who were arrested for things like social media posts, Russia had maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen last year. UK had hundreds, over 400. So when it comes to arresting people for their beliefs, being tyrannical, destroying people's lives because they're politically inconvenient, we are much, much, much worse than Russia is at this point. And in a way, it's even worse for us because we actually pretend to believe in free speech. We actually still pay false homage to the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, which is now being violated in a, in a bizarre twist of history. But I also want to clear up another little, little lie he slipped in there. The divide was never capitalism versus communism. Capitalism versus communism was never the thing that we fought the Korea War or the Vietnam War or why the, world, uh, the Cold War was waged. It was never communism versus capitalism. It might seem strange because people say that all the time. John Stewart says it as if it's an established fact. When we were in the Cold War in the 1950s was when we added in God we trust to our money. It was when they added... Uh, the the inv invocation of God to the Pledge of Allegiance, saying under God. Because for the people of the time, and in reality, the divide was not between two economic systems for the sake of the economic systems. It was a divide between the atheistic 
human rights destroying, centralized despotism of communism and the freedom and Christianity and free will and free speech and liberty defined by the West. There were no kids signing up for the Marines to go to Korea to defend capitalism. Capitalism is an inevitable growth of freedom. When people are free, they do capitalistic things. When people, if you just dropped people in the forest and said, okay, go survive, they would invent private property. They would establish property. They would trade with their neighbors for their mutual benefit. Capitalism is just what happens when you give people the freedom to do what they want. The economic system is an outgrowth of the principles and the moral system that was actually what we were fighting against in communism. And when you consider it in that way, then the sides have flipped. If it's not communism versus capitalism, but rather because even if that was the divide, what's the, what's the conflict now? We're both capitalists, so why do you hate Russia so much, John? But if you see the divide rather as communism versus Christianity, then the sides have flipped. And woke, as you put it, is just a modern manifestation of communism, of a class struggle, in this case, ported into race and gender. Uh, it's, it's submission to authority. It's all of the things that define communism you can now call woke. And so if you see the, the current divide, the same as the old divide, being the atheistic, communistic despotism versus the Christian liberal democracy or republic, then it has flipped. And now America is infested with and run by neo-communist and Russia is very Christian. It's not woke versus unwoke and they see Putin as on their side. It's the atheistic, soulless despotism of communism now in the form of wokeness, fighting back the uplifting of the individual, the human spirit, the righteous values that created the Western world in the first place. And if that's the divide, then Russia is firmly on the side of the Christians and the righteousness and the freedom. It's kind of hard to understand uh, if you're a a propagandist on Comedy Central. So let's go back to uh, Jon Stewart. See what else he has to say here. I told you, I mean, it's, he delivers this in one and a half minutes, but it's like every line he says is filled with false assumptions and insinuations that are totally out of place. So let's continue. That fight, Putin is an ally to the right. He's their friend. Unfortunately, he is also a brutal and ruthless dictator. So now they have to make Americans a little more comfortable with that. I mean, liberty is nice, they, but have you seen Russia's shopping carts? All right, let's just, let's just, pause, it, let's just pause it there. Has Jon Stewart said anything about the January 6th prisoners? Has he said anything about the persecution of Donald Trump? Does liberty mean anything to him, or is it a convenient word to deploy when you want to convince people that what you're doing is in any way beneficial for them or America or tied to founding principles. 
John Stewart doesn't give a damn about liberty. He he really doesn't give a damn about liberty. And except in that, you know, he gets to do what he wants whenever he wants. But overall, for the the average American, if you disagree with him, he wants the government to shut you down. He wants the authorities to interpose themselves on your activities to stop you from doing what he doesn't want you to do. He doesn't actually care about liberty. He's deploying it as a weapon. Brutal and ruthless dictator. Maybe. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know Alexei Nalvani died in prison, but I also know a lot of January Sixers are. I know I, I don't know he was assassinated. That's the part that he gets to in just a second. But the, again, the false comparison that he is setting up is that because Tucker Carlson talks about the shopping carts in Russia, somehow he's projecting to people that Tucker is making the case that we should abandon liberty for the sake of these shopping carts. It's just a false presentation of, of what was happening. Obviously, if you have any independent thought and can see through what John Stewart's doing. It's obvious what Tucker Carlson was saying, what Tucker Carlson was pointing out, and he was doing it in a, in a way, a, a clever nod to the reverse situation that happened with Gorbachev when he came to, it was actually a Randall's in Houston, and was blown away by the number of choices and, and selections in the, in the 80s. He was, it was this big, like, like Berlin Wall falling down moment where the Russian president saw the ab abundance of America, the choices and the, the mercantilism and the, you know, the capitalistic expression of our freedom and started to, to deconstruct the USSR when, okay, I want this actually. Actually, this is better than bread lines. So let's start doing that now. So when Todd Carlson goes to a Russian supermarket and it's not he doesn't have to scan his face to get in because they don't have shoplifters robbing it. Uh, it actually exists because it hasn't had to shut down because it can't afford the insurance because of those shoplifters that are allowed to steal everything. When the food is actually reasonably priced, unlike in America, where basic necessities are costing people a 10,000 extra dollars a year just to stay fed, you know, because liberty, because I guess urine caked subways and you know, your, your savings being drained. That's all just the price of liberty. Being unable to afford food that you could afford two years ago, that's just the price of liberty. This is all nonsense. Tucker Carlson is showing off the supermarket as an expression of and a manifestation of the orderly, appropriate, individual, individually centered concerns of the Russian government and the way that they do it better than America. John Stewart's going to tell you that he's making that Tucker Carlson is for some reason, for some ulterior motive, trying to convince you that brutal dictators are good. We live under a dictatorship right now. It's a subtle one. It's one that is very concerned at checking all the legal boxes of the enemies that they're persecuting, but not for people that showed up at the Capitol. Let's, let's continue here, uh, close it out. When he mentions meddling assassins, let's watch. And Tucker would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling assassins. In a statement to the New York Times, Carlson said, quote, it is horrifying what happened to Navalny. The whole thing is barbaric and awful. No decent person would defend it. Correct. No decent person would. 
Yeah, not funny, not really even a point. He, in that statement, says, I don't defend this. This was horrible. I'm against this. He also, by the way, when talking to Vladimir Putin, very aggressively asked Putin and put Putin back on his heels, by the way, demanding that he release a journalist that was an American journalist being held by Russia right now, more than John Stewart has ever done in his life for anybody, let alone for the concept of liberty or for uh, uh, an American in this conflict between America and Russia. Also, how did Nalvani die? Stewart, did, was he assassinated? Or Leibowitz, I should say. Was he assassinated? Was he killed by assassins? You don't know? Oh, he died in prison? Okay. So what are you talking about? And what does Tucker Carlson going and covering what he sees in Russia as a journalist have to do with co-signing the death of a political dissident in Russia? It is all despicable. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bought ease from InfoWars life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, Turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bawd Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bawd Ease is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With Bawd Ease, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of Bawd Ease for yourself. What do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, did you see the simulated combat on TV? Yeah, I watched it. A bunch of rich gladiators that could care less about me. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm empty too. Yeah, I did. I fill my head with faction figures that don't matter instead of learning the political system and standing up for myself. Again, I'm not saying sports are bad in of themselves if you're involved in it, but not when it's your whole focus. It's always the same. They're like androids. It's, they have like a little fake conversations. So what do you think of the playoffs? What do you think of the weather? Oh, yeah. And you start bringing up, I don't know, uh, what do you think of uh, the surveillance grid going in? Have you heard about how they're listening to all of us without warrants? And they're like, oh, gee, buddy, what you bringing that up for? It's kind of weird. Well, it is weird they're doing it. It's very dangerous. Well, I don't care. I'm not involved in politics. I don't have to worry about that, Mac. Oh, really? They're putting the grid in place to rob you. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, 
InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Uh, Piss-covered subways, uh, it's just the price of freedom. You can't walk out of your house without stepping on a used needle that's government-provided to the heroin addicts that infest your stoop. Uh, it's just the price of freedom. You're so free, you can't walk in the street without being a victim of a crime. You're... Liberty is such an intrinsic value for us that if you try to stop a violent assault, you'll be the one throws, thrown in prison. Oh, it's just the price of freedom. Having planes fall out of the sky, price of freedom. Having subways not work or just be dens of criminals. So it's, oh, it's just the price of freedom. So just remember, if you want your streets clean and your infrastructure and public transportation to be efficient and nice uh, you're really a, a russian stooge and probably a fascist okay if you're a real liberal you want to live in filth you want to live in chaos also very very empathetic for john stewart who has never had to ride the subway system in his life to just brush it off is no big deal that it's a filthy mess at this point and also contrary to everything he actually believes, because I can't tell you the number of daily show segments I've seen where they advocate for bettering the subways and mock the subway systems in America and point out how much better Europe does it than America. So just remember, adopt socialism if you love freedom. None of it makes any sense, folks, and it just goes on and on. And there's also just this like whatever's whatever's driving him is uh is very disturbing. I mean, what did Tucker what did Tucker Carlson do at the end of the day? He went to Russia. He filmed what he saw. He interviewed the president of Russia. He put out reports. He was combative with the president of Russia, demanding freedom for an imprisoned journalist there. And this, according to John Stewart, is worth dedicating an entire show to. Why? He just holds a personal grudge. I mean, that, and I don't know. That, that is, oh, we'll move on. I, I don't want to do a John Stewart here and 
dedicate my whole show to him like he dedicated his whole show to Tucker. I'm not that obsessed. It's just it's just all very weird. It's all very weird and strange. Again, after all, maybe you can make the case of Tucker Carlson when he was on CNN being a face of a corporate media monstrosity. Could I get a word in? Independent now. Yeah, do we want to talk about the crossfire thing? Okay, so, well, no, I I do want to just maybe put a bow tie on the whole discussion (laughs) with Jon Stewart and Tucker Carlson. Um, I I think that uh, if a lot of people out there saw the the Putin interview and they maybe saw the the Jon Stewart thing in between um, when Tucker was at the uh, World Government Summit or the uh, WEF, Mm -hmm. um, he gave uh, an interview and it's called the After Putin Interview Tucker Carlson. And he's talking to some fat Arab guy and uh, the moderator is actually great. I, I did like the moderator, but, um, Tucker gets real with the guy and he's actually asked about, uh, the journalist. And, um, you know, there is, a. Uh a thing where uh, he goes, you know, uh, honestly, he, he gets real with the moderator, Tucker does, just like John Stewart got real with Tucker in that old crossfire clip. And I, I you know, you and I were talking about that off air. But uh, in the interview, in the recent interview where Tucker does the after Putin, he says, uh, you know, it's horrible that uh, that Vladimir Putin, you know, is accused of killing people. Um, it's not good. And the reality is, is that leaders do kill people in America. We've got people who are, we've, we've got leaders who are ordering people's deaths. Julian Julian Assange is literally fighting for his life against the American regime as we speak in court today. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it it is hypocritical to accuse Vladimir Putin of one thing while again, omitting the fact that it doesn't take place. Yes. This is the, uh, this is the clip right here. Yeah. We've played, we've played a, a, a few clips of this. Yeah. yeah, I I advise, you know, uh, people from the audience to go just watch the whole thing. The other thing that he says in this interview, which I think is really, really interesting and I think refreshing. And I think uh, the reason why we're willing to look at that crossfire clip critically is because Tucker makes this uh, profound statement. He says, I'm willing to change my beliefs. I change my beliefs based on new information weekly or monthly. And, you know, if you do it too, you'll be able to see, uh, your own faults, right. In, in what you believe and and how you cover the news, how you accept the news that that's presented to you. And, you know, I I think that if we were to give John Stewart some credit, right. He was, uh, I think, uh, a very blunt tool at, uh, cracking the mainstream media, right. At the time he was very revolutionary, but he's kind of washed up. He's old. He's like that girl who was popular in school and now like there's some other chick that's popular he's like uh, i cannot believe <laughs> tina carlson it's like uh. yeah so, uh. yeah i mean he he was more it was he was in his prime he was the right guy in the right uh, place i guess for you know america in the in the early 2000s right. he, he's definitely uh, washed he is, up now but you'll notice you'll, you'll notice that you'll notice on crossfire all of his ire was focus squarely at Tucker Carlson, right? I mean, there's two guys there. They both, each one takes one position or the other, and then they would argue, but he only was mad at Tucker Carlson. The other guy he like keeps talking to and keeps trying to like turn the conversation to uh, right. between insulting Tucker Carlson's fashion. So he made it more personal than it needed to be. Right. And he also, and the thing that, that made me see it in a different light was just, if you see the whole clip and the whole interview on Crossfire, it was pretty clear they were not bringing John Stewart on to like 
have a serious debate. It was literally like, oh, this guy's really funny. We'll bring him on and and joke about all this stuff. And then, but John Stewart came with this agenda of like, actually, I'm going to get super serious and tear these guys apart. And they're just sort of like, like Doug Carlson says, he's like, I thought you were going to be funny. Like, he's like, I, what are you, what are you doing here? So that I think is just, you know, another little aspect of like weaselness, right. weaselness from uh, John Stewart. Sure. Yeah. He had his, he had his place. And you know, th- there is one last thing, I guess, you know, we can't say that John Stewart hasn't done anything for anybody, right? John Stewart does fight for nine 11, uh, first responders, families, things like that. Yeah. And we appreciate his efforts there, uh, but yeah, he also sort of. needs but to also, go back to retirement. <laughs> also didn't, isn't he like one of the primary people responsible for mocking patriotism, for mocking like, you know, conservatism that actually values like first responders and firemen and uh, police officers. Like he's responsible for creating the atmosphere in which uh, heroes are degraded and, <laughs> and tossed aside. So I don't, you know, sure. He's, he's raised money for the, uh, nine 11 survivors. That, that is nice. And you got to give that to him. Uh, but also the damage he's done is so much more. And again, he puts on this, this fake, like holier than thou righteously indignant, you know, he's a good actor. He's, he's an actor is what he is. John Stewart's a good actor and he can turn it on and act very serious and, and, uh, embody this righteous anger, but there's nothing behind it. He doesn't actually believe anything at all. So, <laughs> so where does it go? And again, it's just like the end, the end clip sort of sums it all up for me. I mean, the fact that there were no jokes in the entire minute and a half clip, uh, people laughed, but it wasn't at a joke. And then he ends it with a statement from Dr. Carlson saying no decent person would ever you know, approve of what happened to Alexander Nalvani, John Stewart's like, yeah, no decent person would. And you can just imagine the conversation between two people. First person would be like, yeah, I know that's, that's what I just said. What do you do? Yeah. No decent person would Tucker. Tucker's just like, it's what I said. I just said that. Why are you saying it back to me? Like you're proving so I didn't defend it. So what are you doing? Like this is the, this is the strange thing. People are like, he got him. He got him. Yeah, Tucker Carlson. Why were you defending? He wasn't. He never defended Nalvani. He actually pushed back against Putin. It was kind of the best part of the interview, and we covered it after it happened. Putin made uncomfortable by Tucker Carlson. He's like kind of scrambling to explain why he has a, uh, you know, young American journalist in prison. It was great. It was great. And if if John Stewart was actually you know, legitimately believed in free speech and free expression and the liberalism he claims to champion, uh, then he would have celebrated Tucker Carlson. But instead, he's got a personal animus that uh, had ruined the show and made it not funny because it wasn't informed by joy or humor. It was informed by vindictiveness. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. I was recently on the air in a two and a half plus hour interview with Elon Musk. And he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate, destroy our families and destroy civilization. I said, what do we call it, Elon? He said, I don't know. I said, what about team humanity? 
What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah, let's call it team humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt. We've got two different limited edition variants of it, Team Humanity. And it's got the image of the nuclear family, Team Humanity, Infowars.com, 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back, it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalists and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrial program. You will eat the bugs. If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty, and the transgenderism, and the new world order, and the technocracy, and, and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop, I predict, if you wear it out in public, and it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design, a red, white, and blue Gadsden rattlesnake flag, 1776. It's got the InfoWars flag. It's got the American flag. It's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because... I'll cut down to one. Uh, it, it, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So, Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top-notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little build-up from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top-notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great, and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff we could be getting into from... And we've already spent a lot of time on, on things like Donald Trump's trial. But let's talk about something that you're, you're not going to find on any other outlet. You're not going to find this on 
certainly not on CNN or MSNBC. You're definitely not going to find it on Fox. And you probably won't see it on any of the other competitors here on the uh, alternative right. Alternative right-wing news ecosystem. And that is the anti-white bias of AI. Again, we have talked about this quite a bit, the danger of AI, especially in that it is a unquestionable calculator, essentially, uh, but that can be manipulated before it ever makes a decision. So AI is being introduced into every aspect of our lives, especially into governance with the Biden administration making a point of writing bills and, and making executive orders to ensure that AI be used appropriately. And what that means is that biases will be baked in to the AI in a misguided or dishonest attempt to mitigate perceived bias from reality. So we explained this quite a few times where, you know, if you, and they've done this, they actually have AIs and, and have for years that will look at data from prisons and look at data about prisoners and determine whether or not they should be granted release by giving them a score as to how likely they are to reoffend. And what they found was that by entering the details of thousands of prisoners and then the machine just processing it and coming out with a score for each one, they found that black prisoners were scored lower than white prisoners. Now, the race of the person was not one of the things they actually entered into the computer, so it was not taking that into account to determine its decision, but they decided AI was therefore racist, and so now they're baking in bias to the AI to correct for bias that doesn't exist in the AI. And that's hugely dangerous because it means that the AI will be secretly making biased decisions that are unquestionable because it's AI. In the same way that you don't question the result from a calculator, it's a computer. It just, uh, just is giving you facts, just giving you results, unthinking, unfeeling, no preconceptions, no biases. It's a computer. But now they're changing that. Now they're altering that and manipulating that. And they're doing it quite obviously. And again, we've talked about this from the beginning of things like chat GPT, showing how by circumventing the control mechanisms embedded in the software, you could get it to actually tell the truth. Well, now more scandal is upon us as Google has released an image generation tool called Gemini uh, that refuses to acknowledge the existence of white people. We don't exist, apparently. This from Didi on Twitter. It's embarrassingly hard to get Google Gemini to acknowledge that white people exist. So you can see the prompt is, give me an image of an Australian woman. And you get some Asian-looking women. Asked for an American woman. Apparently all women in America are muscular black women with white hair for the most part. Uh, European hair, I should say. If you search for a British woman, you get an elderly Caribbean woman, uh, maybe a Sri Lankan woman, 
couple of no white women, basically. So British people don't exist as far as Google is concerned. Okay. Now, when you search German woman, you do get what looks to be a, a Nigerian soccer player, uh, an Asian businesswoman, but you also happen to get a, a blue eyed kind of red haired woman and a, I think, white <laughs> German woman here. So what's going on here? What is this? How is this? Why is this happening? We don't understand. There's nothing racist about acknowledging the existence of British people or German people or French people or acknowledging that when you say American woman, you might, you just might be talking about the majority population white people in the country. Google Gemini is accused of being racist towards white people. User claims the AI bot refuses to create image of Caucasian people, <clears throat> excuse me, after asking for photos of popes, Vikings and country music fans refuses to make pictures of white people. Now there's actually a scandal a few years ago when Google had an image recognition software that they released that would accidentally identify black people as monkeys. Now it was a huge deal. They shut the whole thing down. Uh, massive uh, insult to the black community. Obviously uh, this unlike that is deliberate. See, in that case, it was just a mistake the machine was making. In this case, it's programmed into the algorithm on purpose. Uh, Devin Stack at black underscore pilled on Twitter. Google Gemini hates white people. I tried to get it to create images of people that are typically white males. When, it, when I finally painted it into an algorithmic corner, it still refused. I can't wait till this tech is deciding who lives and dies which is where we're headed. So create an image of a NASCAR driver. You know, your typical NASCAR driver, a uh, Asian woman, uh, another uh, woman here, a black guy and a Hispanic man. Okay, so everybody but whites. That's the point here, right? It's not everybody's black in these images. Everybody's just not white. Uh, create an image of a World War II vet. Now, I don't care who you are or what side you're on. The overwhelming, almost exclusive majority of people who died in World War II were white. Russians, Germans, tens of millions. Uh, you Obviously, Japanese and Chinese killed to a large degree as well. But if you're in America, especially, and you say a World War II veteran, what pops into your mind first is probably someone that you know, a real-life person, the actual embodiment of that concept, a white, elderly war hero. Instead, you get an old woman feeding doves, an old black woman with a, with a photo, uh, a, a indigenous South American man, and a Hispanic man with a hat with a bug on it. Okay, so just no white people. Keep that in mind. Uh, create an image of a hockey player. Again, we have an Asian woman, a black man, and a, a, a Hawaiian native on a sled. And then an image that doesn't exist. So they only gave, he's supposed to give four. And Devin Sack, you know, adds a note. Yeah, this, this picture must have been white. There must have been a white guy in that picture, which is why they just didn't even show it to me. Create an image of an Amish person. 
Google responds, I'm unable to generate images of people as it conflicts with my guidelines. Would you like me to try generating something different like a landscape or object related to Amish culture? So if you ask them to make an image of a specifically white ethnic group, it simply says, I don't make pictures of people. I can't do that. Incredible. Uh, Jim and I, again, create an image of the original founding fathers. And what we get is uh, two black superheroes as well as actual founding fathers looking people uh, with, with, a, with a black dude hanging out in the back there. Just got to put that in there too. Now, Andrew Torba has covered this. He is, the, of course, the uh, owner and operator of Gab. He says, why Google's image AI is woke and how it works. When you submit an image prompt to Gemini, Google is taking your prompt and running it through their language model on the back end before it's submitted to the image model. The language model has a set of rules where it specifically is told to edit the prompt you provide to include diversity and various other things that Google wants injected into your prompt. The language model takes your prompt, runs it through these set, this set of rules, and then sends the newly generated woke prompt, which you cannot access or see, to the image generator. Left alone without this process, the image model would generate expected outcomes for these prompts. Google has to literally put words in your mouth by secretly changing your prompt before it's submitted to the image generator. How do I know this? Because we've built our own image AI at Gab. Unlike Google, we're not taking your prompt and injecting diversity into it. And he gives more examples. Uh, if you search for a pope, you get an African cardinal and an Indian woman. Uh, founding fathers, again, an image of a Viking. You get a black-skinned Mongolian man, uh, another Mongolian man, and what appear to be... Uh, all Mongolian men. All Mongolian men. No, a black woman and, uh, and a black man. So if you search Viking, you're delivered with nothing but images of black people. Now, if you searched Zulu and got a bunch of white people, maybe it would just be a mistake. It's not a mistake. That's why we call it white erasure. It's beyond genocide. The concept of whiteness is being eliminated from public life, and that's bad. Not all energy drinks, not all energy powders, not all energy pills are made equal. A lot of them out there work really well. They wake you up and for a long time. The problem is they have a horrible letdown and they have ingredients in them that are not good for your body. TurboForce was developed by one of the top scientists, sports nutrition experts in the country. And obviously because of all the attacks on M4s, it was a private contract. But we paid him to develop what he believed with the ingredients available would be the best, cleanest, long-term, 10-hour clean energy. And we were able to develop TurboForce. Only takes a little bit and it time releases. Hits in about 30 minutes. but. The different natural compounds that are in it synergistically work to give you energy on average for 10 hours with no letdown. Now that doesn't mean if you end up not sleeping all night on it, you're not gonna be tired the next day. But if you take it in the morning, say, and then work till midnight, I have no hangover from it. My crew doesn't, the listeners love it. So I wanna encourage all the viewers and listeners out there that wanna support the broadcast, at the same time get an incredible product, go to InfoWarsStore.com today and peruse the site. And while you're there, get a canister of TurboForce. We used to have it in little individual serving packets, but most folks told us a full packet was too much. So now it's in a single scooper and this formula is even stronger. That's why it's TurboForce Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, TurboForce doesn't just boost your focus and your clarity and your stamina and your libido and so much more. It doesn't just do it in a clean, focused way. It also funds the InfoWar. Are there a few other energy drinks and energy mixes out there that are, quite frankly, just as good? Yeah. 
This guy that developed ours developed those as well. But this is in the top three or four in the world. It works the best, and it funds the InfoWar 360 win. Get Turbo Force today on sale at InfoWarsStore.com.